More than six months after a New Brunswick police officer fired five bullets and killed Chantelle Moore, her mother still waits for answers. I'm Glenn Wheeler, and this is Mi'kmaq Matters, a podcast about Mi'kmaq people, politics, land and water. This is episode 167. Thanks for your support via patreon.com and via email transfer, migma.matters at gmail.com. Policing is our subject this week. So often when Indigenous people resist activities that threaten our land, The police are there to criminalize our constitutionally protected activity. You can ask Mi'kmaq people in Esabugtuk, and they'll tell you how the RCMP treated them when they protested fracking a few years ago. When we do need the cops, they so often let us down, as the RCMP did when the mobs attacked Mi'kmaq fishers in Nova Scotia last fall. And to Chantelle Moore, an indigenous woman from BC living in New Brunswick, Chantelle's mother thought Chantelle needed help, so her mother called Edmondston Police and asked them to do a wellness check. A short time later, a police officer fired five bullets and Chantelle was dead. Police say she had a knife. Chantelle was five feet, three inches tall. Six months later, Chantelle's mother, Martha Martin, is still waiting for information from the Quebec agency that investigated the incident and from the New Brunswick Public Prosecution's Office, which will decide whether or not the officer will be charged. The Native Women's Association of Canada, NWAC, is also asking questions on behalf of Martha Martin. Lorraine Whitman is the current president of NWAC. Lorraine Whitman is a Mi'kmaq woman from Glooscap First Nation in Nova Scotia. She says the trauma for Chantel's mother is being aggravated by the refusal of the authorities to keep her updated on where things stand. Chantel's mother would not even know the investigation was finished, running out for a media call asking for comment. The media found out before she did. Fortunately, how she found out about the investigation being completed is through a message on her machine from a CBC reporter asking her what her thoughts and her feelings were on the investigation. And she wasn't even aware that it had already closed and, you know, the findings were already out there. So again, it leaves her re-traumatized. You know, she's in a situation where she feels she's alone. She can't do anything. She's lost a daughter. And here she is um, still by herself and hearing this um, message on the phone and not even having the respect from, you know, her, you know, the lawyer or anyone in that area or the investigation team to be able to respectfully um, give her a letter or a call and let her know. Now, let's let's take uh, listeners back to the tragic circumstances in which uh, Chantel passed away. It was June of last year in Evanston, New Brunswick. And um, Chantel was not a, you know, the accounts refer to her as a person who was five foot three inches uh, tall in height. So she was not a, you know, an an intimidating woman. But the 
the police officer arrived and uh, to do a wellness check. And, uh, and then um, uh, something happened and uh, five shots were fired by the, by the police officer. Do we, what more do we know about uh, Chantel's uh, story and the way she passed away? Well, um, you know, from information that I've read, as well as um, speaking to the mother, um, you know, she had she still hasn't received the autopsy reports. Um, as I had been speaking, you know, with Martha, um, she would like to see those autopsy reports because she herself had taken pictures of her daughter's body when she was in BC at the funeral directors. And she wants to make sure that those pictures and what's in that report are the same uh, information that she's obtained. Mm. So she doesn't know what's there on but, um, you know, from my understanding, the, the report has gone to the pro Crown Prosecutor to see, you know, how, you know, how they're going to proceed here. Um, if the officer, you know, if there's a charge or what have you, I can't say um, because, you know, it's already in their hands. These are answers that, you know, Martha is looking for and, um, and answers that she should deserve. If it were a non-Indigenous a uh, young lady that, you know, had been murdered um, or, or killed um, by an officer. Would it take this long? Um, you know, it has been um, eight months and there have been, you know, investigators working on this. Would they not have a report or some correspondence to where they're at or, you know, how the result and the findings have come? Hmm. Um, I'm not sure. Um, I do, you know, have my own thoughts, but at the same time, you know, we have to respect the person. She has gone through so much, you know, in, in such a very short time, you know, with the death of her daughter and she wants answers. Um, she wants closure. She wants justice to be given. Um, so that's what she's, she's asking for. What Martha saw in the funeral home, did it, was it consistent with what, the media reports say was the situation when Chantel died? Um, there are some areas that, um, you know, haven't been in there, but she didn't want to let it out in fear that it would jeopardize the investigation that has taken place. Um, and she still feels that there's areas that she would like to see the report before she speaks and says, yes, this is true or not, um, you know, from what she has obtained. And it wasn't just herself that had gone, you know, to the funeral home to see her daughter um, at this time. And, and I can't phantom what she's gone, you know, gone through, um, the stress, the anxiety, the hurt and the pain, because she she needs healing as well as all the family and um you know for this to be brought up again um she would like to see those coroner reports so that she can evaluate it and look at it and say no this should this happened or what have you um so i think that she certainly deserves the utmost respect um in, in given the report, um, whether it be verbal um, or written or, you know, even both so that she's open to be able to, you know, make, um, you know, a question or answer or comments to that report, but she can't until she has it. But at the same time, any correspondence that Martha has had, it's all been in French because it had been a French investigative unit and Martha's English. 
So that, you know, that's a barrier as well. Yeah, we have multiple agencies involved here because, as you say, it, it was transferred by the New Brunswick authorities to the BE, BEI agency in Quebec. And then, of course, we have the coroner's office in New Brunswick involved, as well as the, the Crown Prosecutor's office. So we have all these agencies. Uh, has Martha had any been contact by, contacted by any of these agencies? No. Matter of fact, um, you know, before uh, when her body was at the coroner's um, in New Brunswick, she had asked to see her daughter's, you know, body, and she was refused at that time. Um, until she had been, you know, they had gone through the process of embalmment, what have you, but they said, no, she couldn't, but she wanted to see her daughter. And, um, you know, when that happened, you know, she feels that guilt within because she had given the officer, you know, the address, you know, for the wellness check of, you know, to check on her and, you know, and then to find out, you know, that the officer had, you know, had shot her. She feels that guilt, you know, within her. How could this happen? I gave the officer the address to be there for her. And um, she couldn't even see, you know, her daughter. Hmm. So, you know, that's devastating. You know, you're going through it. You want to hug your daughter and let her know, you know, I'm here for you. And, you know, I can't even, like I said, it's so devastating um, as being a woman and, you know, trying to do the best we can to defend the rights of our women and, and not being a mother. And she deserves that much respect and dignity, um, you know, as a mother and a, as a woman. Yes. Because you know what, Martha, um, you know, her daughter Chantel, she is one of the M, uh, mur missing murdered Indigenous women and girls. Yes. This is what the inquiry has said, and it exists today. And, you know, it's the almost the day before the inquiry, a day after. June 3rd was the anniversary of the National Inquiry. Mm. Um, and her death was just, you know, the 4th of June. Have you, as the president of, uh, of the Native Women's Association, had any contact with... Uh, with the New Brunswick authorities, because you've spoken out about, um, you know, uh, Martha's uh, right to have information about what happened to, to Chantel. Have they contacted you in any way, anyone from New Brunswick? Uh, no, I have worked with, um, you know, I have visited Martha on several occasions when I was doing some work in New Brunswick um, and with, you know, some of the women that, you know, had been with Martha and helped her through this process. And the women are still there. Um, the president, uh, the PTMA, which is known as the President Territorial Member of the Association that sits on our national board, uh, Brandy Stankovich, um, as well as the elder Elm. Brooks, who's on our national um, board, I uh, have spoke to them, um, and I've worked with them, but not with the, um, you know, the policing or whatever. But you know, I did have a press release that was out there um, in support of Martha and letting her know that we're here and we will do the best that we can uh, in supporting her. So I guess the the next step is for Martha to get the report. To get the report from BEI, get the report in English so she can fully comprehend what has been said, uh, and then to see what the New Brunswick authorities are going to do. So how is, how is Martha doing? It must be very difficult for her 
uh, not only losing Chantel, but uh, having to wait all this time for to see what uh, to see what truly happened. Well, you know, Martha's going through a, a very difficult time. Not only did she lose her daughter, but she also lost her son over Christmas. Mm. So, you know, that is double trauma. Um, and, you know, she's holding up. Um, but in saying that, you know, she's at the point she just feels she's existing um, because she's in an area um she has no control of the situation at all. Um, she, the only control she has is to give love and support to her granddaughter, Gracie, which is Chantel's daughter, to be able to be there and to hold up as strong as she can uh, for her granddaughter and to be able to take care of her. And, um, and I honestly believe that children are sometimes the healing product of what we're going through because with their little smiles and their energies, and they put us in a different way of life. Um, so I do feel that Martha is um, really, you know, existing for her granddaughter and doing the best that she can, um, you know, with the whole situation, which is totally devastating. And once she hears more answers to be able to fill those voids, um, you know, that healing process will start you know, healing a little bit more. It'll never leave that void in our heart and our spirit of our loved one, but it'll help the process for us to to move on and hopefully, you know, the best that we can. But she does have a support system there. Um, we do have elders that are available for her to, you know, to talk to and to be able to help her get through this process. Hmm. So in a, in a larger sense, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, Chantel's uh, death is not the only uh, difficulty we, we've had with policing. Just uh, there was someone else in New Brunswick who who, um, who died uh, in the, I think, just a little over a week after in an episode with the police. And then, of course, across the country, we, we um, all we have to do is watch the news and see the way in which um, Indigenous people, women and men, are policed. So where do we where do we go? How do we deal with these things in a systemic manner so that we don't have to go through more and more of these uh, stories about policing done in the wrong way? Um, you know, I have met with um, Commissioner Brenda Lucky um, in regards to the policing. We had sent uh, suggestions how they would be able to start implementing, um, you know, some of, of, of what we would like to see in the policing. Um, some of the areas we've noticed um, they have um, added into the policing, and that is having um, the camera being worn on all officers. It's not an option, but it's a necessity that they be worn. Therefore, or we wouldn't be going through if this happened or what have you. Um, it would make it much easier for the investigation, um, both on the officer as well as the, um, you, you know, the person um, who is in, you know, with the alteration of the incidents that occur. With the incident with, um, you know, Chantel, um, it was, you know, months prior to that, there was a non-Indigenous man that was shot by an RCMP officer. And the RCMP officer was off work for three months. But with Chantel, you know, the officer was only off for three weeks. You know, where is this? And I don't know all the situation, you know, what happened or whatever. But I'm just saying 
that, you know, isn't there any way or means that this can be met that, you know, due to a situation like this, um, you know, how does it work? Um, so we have a lot of work to do um, and we need to educate. Education is so important. We need to educate all of the, the areas um, and, and it starts at the top. Um, it starts at the top because they're the ones that put in all of these policies and what have you, and they need to be informed in the proper way and decision making. As you say, half the battle is getting the police to acknowledge that there is an issue. We knew, we know how long it took for Commissioner Lucky to be able to say systemic racism uh, in terms of, uh, of policing. Uh, she, uh, she eventually got there. Uh, were you satisfied with your with your meeting with her? Do you think that um, as a as a police leader, she she now gets it, or what was your feeling after your conversation with her? You know, she was very positive, uh, very um, appreciative that you know we had spoke, um, you know, our concerns and what have you. Um, and I also feel, you know, when you're a woman in these areas, sometimes it's you know always a male dominant position. Yes. Um, so she has quite a bit on her plate to be able to fulfill. But at the same time, um, it's not easy admitting you're wrong. Hmm. It's not easy. You're there for all of your men and women underneath you. You're doing the best that you can. And yeah, there's problems. Um, but at the same time, she did admit at the end, yes, there is systemic racism. We need to work with it. But she still has her team of, you know, all of her other um, underneath her that she has to work with. It's not, you know, written in black and white. Um, there's a lot of areas that need to go in um, through through changing all of these policies and what have you. But, you know, the, the biggest step is admitting that there is problems. And I do believe that she is doing the best in trying to move forward in making some of these changes and having the camera there, um, as well as the um, you know, sensitivity with Indigenous issues, background, and having the, you know, other um, Indigenous police force being online and given, you know, direction of how we work on First Nations. And, um, you know, that education is so very important. That was Lorraine Whitman, President of the Native Women's Association of Canada. We reached out to the Government of New Brunswick for a comment. A spokesperson told us by email that the Public Prosecution Services has received the final report from Quebec investigators. Public Prosecution Services is taking the time to review those findings, the spokesperson says, to determine what steps will be taken. It's expected the examination of these findings will take place over several weeks. Meanwhile, the New Brunswick Office of the Chief Coroner has confirmed there will be an inquest into the case following the conclusion of the criminal investigation and any court processes that may result from the investigation. And that's it for the program. Allison Baker is the producer of Mi'kmaq Matters. Listen to Mi'kmaq Matters wherever you get your podcasts. And please leave a review. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for the latest Mi'kmaq news and views. I'm Glenn Wheeler. Nimaltus. <laughs>